Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 15th day of February. Thank you for joining me as we continue our journey through the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9. We are at the story of the the transfiguration of Jesus. We often call this Mount Transfiguration. I want you to know that no one there was calling it Mount Transfiguration. It's what we call it because it's the place Jesus transfigures. And when we talk about a transfiguration, we're talking about a metamorpho, a metamorpho in the Greek, a word that eventually in the English becomes metamorphosis because this is a transformation. I want to read today, we've, we've read all the way through verse 31 where they talk about Jesus' decease. Let's start again in 32, and I want to read out. I don't know how much we'll get to in these next several verses, but I want to read out through 36. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were fully awake, They saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Then it happened, as they were parting from him, that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. When the voice had ceased, Jesus was found alone. But they kept quiet and told no one in those days any of the things they had seen. Now, you've heard me, if you've listened to our ministry, you've heard me preach sermons on Jesus being the only one left on the field. And uh, like I say, I've got a sermon coming up for you this weekend on Transfiguration because we just passed Transfiguration Sunday. So I have a lot of things to say. Um, and we've said some of them over the last few days. I thought today might be nice to do a sort of an elements of the transfiguration that show Christ is Messiah, that show Christ is God. And so let's let's start with this this idea that the transfiguration is a theophany. And a theophany is a, a manifestation of God. Uh But especially as it concerns the divinity of Christ through his divine actions. When we see Christ move in the way of the divine, we are seeing God, and that's called a theophany. That's a manifestation. Theos is God. A manifestation of who God is. And we when we watch Jesus, we're watching that. So let's talk about some of the elements. And five specifically, we'll see how far we get today. First of all, 1 John 1, 5 tells us that God is light. A lot of times when we talk about how the Bible defines God, we say that in 1 John 4, it says God is love, and we're correct. But but the same writer, three chapters earlier, says God is light. Now, that's how we equate light and love as one in the same, because God in his oneness If he's both light and love, then light and love are synonymous. When you see light in a story surrounding Jesus, you're seeing an image of God. You're seeing a theophany. You're seeing a manifestation of who God is, much like Moses asking to see God's glory, and then you know the story. So because we know God is light, then the bright cloud in this transfiguration story, 
and the shining of his face like the sun in this story and the whiteness of his garment. This is out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. A bright cloud, his shining face, his white garment. And I'm combining elements of all the transfiguration accounts to get to this. But all of those are the the biblical way of saying that Jesus is God. If God is light, and then at transfiguration, the cloud is bright, the face shines like the sun, and his garments are white, then Jesus is God. Um, Some icons of, of church history actually show the light on the transfiguration mountain as beyond white, a white that's sort of blue-white, almost an indescribable color, indicating an origin from a place that we can't possibly understand. So don't miss the light imagery of transfiguration. And don't miss the fact that when you combine the way the three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, tell the story, they give you at least three glimpses of light. Three is an important number in Trinity, for Trinity purposes, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is another reason we say that Jesus is God. And and you've heard me say Jesus is what God looks like. Jesus is what God always looked like. And so it's not as if Jesus comes to affect the Father, to make him different than he was. Here's another one. The Father in this story, and we read this today. This week. That's why I wanted to read out, because I want to say some things about the story as a whole. But the Father bears witness from heaven concerning Jesus. This is my beloved Son. But I want you to notice that he does not say, this has become my beloved Son. That's different. There's not an indication that Jesus has now become something he wasn't five minutes ago. He is the beloved Son of God. This This divine glory is not put upon Jesus as a seal of approval. This divine glory is born by Jesus from his nature, from eternity past, infinitely before Jesus is baptized, and infinitely before Jesus is transfigured. I bring both of those up because in both instances, a voice comes out of heaven and says, this is my beloved son, At baptism, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. At transfiguration, this is my beloved son. Hear him. But in in both of those, he's God's son. He, He shares in the full essence of the Father, which is why the ancients say Jesus Christ is God of God. He is God of God. More good stuff. And I want I told you I got five little elements of transfiguration. Let's review today. Because God is light, all of the light imagery at transfiguration is to show you that Jesus is God. And two, the Father bears witness from heaven of the divinity of Jesus from within. This is not this has become, my beloved son. More tomorrow. See you then. God bless.